Somebody say big up to Fayetteville being from Atlanta. <laughs> hey man, let Wap do man, let Wap flourish. Hey, hey, now, hey, now, hey, now. Uh welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 118 of the Splash Cast. We have been dodging the Chinese balloons for the last 30 minutes, but we here. We here. Uh if you have a chance, if you're listening to the playback, go back and listen to the pre-game that we talked about coco golf standing up for herself uh black women killing track as well uh we're here y'all know what it is with episode 118 oh also in the pre-game we talked about the boys ronald acuna is out there going crazy um we talk about hbcu best news baseball. best player in baseball hbcu news around the culture as well as news around football and basketball uh, let's get started with our HBCU news around the culture, something that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, kind of a mixed bag of weekend for me, um, HBCU. Um, oh, actually, I'm sorry. HBCU. So the Division One rankings after after week one were released. North Carolina Central won their game. Uh, they played Winston-Salem State, beat them 52 to nothing. Uh, they look like the powerhouse that they've been for the past three to five years. FAMU opened up their opened up their season against Jackson State, who was one and zero. Opened up some. Jackson State opened up their season in Atlanta against South Carolina State and won that game going away, only to go to the Peach Blossom Classic and lose to FAMU twenty eight to fourteen, I believe. Twenty eight to ten. I'm sorry, I gave y'all four points. My bad. Uh, and fam, and you started out. Yeah, and fam, you started out twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, including returning the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Um, Morgan State seventy yards. Got to pay attention to Morgan State, man. Hampton, oh Alabama State, man. Look, this is why it's a mixed bag for me. Look, Dooley, down there in Baton Rouge, bro. You didn't had a whole season of bad quarterback play, and you supposed to be the quarterback man. You now at season two. With bad quarterback play in the first one, we Southern lost to Alabama State fourteen to ten. They scored on the first drive and scored on the second drive and didn't score no 
more. And both teams run the up-tempo, no-huddle offense. And the score is 14-10. When you talk about some bad football, that game was some bad football. And Alabama State just had a, had a wide receiver that was going crazy. And then we get to something that brought bright in my day. As you can see, the HU on the chest of Norwood. Uh, Hampton University defeated Grambling State. And Tremaine, shout out to Tremaine. He said this as somebody that was on the Hampton team and he keeps up with it. The MEAC has dominated the SWAC. The MEAC has dominated the SWAC. I don't think Hampton has really lost one of these MEAC the SWAC games. I think. And this is. Go ahead. This is a very important game for us. This is a tone setter for us. We needed to come out in this game and look like somebody. We know that the CAA schedule is going to be very tough on us. So the mm-hmm. first thing that you can do is beat the teams, beat the HBCU teams, and then see what you do in your conference game. But for us to move forward as a program to continue to, you know, hopefully recruit some better players and move in that right direction, first thing you got to do is beat you know, I know that CAA is our peers, but I think we're kind of punching up there versus the rest of the HBCUs. We need to beat them. And Hugh Jackson has done a wonderful job down there with Grambling. Uh, but Hampton's offense has been very impressive. The defense was – I'm going to tell you, I watched the majority of this game. The defense is on the field for a very, 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 very long time. They played, like uh, a, they, they played almost 100 plays. And I and also as a person who watches game HBCUs, you gotta clean this up. For the first quarter, there was no clock, so you're just looking at oh, it's the first quarter. That was the longest first quarter of any football game I've ever experienced in my entire <laughs> life, and I've watched and played in a lot of football. <laughs> and that and and, and Hampton's offense was moving, mm-hmm. so we were moving fast. Then you get to Grambling and they're moving legitimately at a snail's pace. At one point I was just telling them, let them score, get the defense off the field. They were out there so long. I felt bad for him. I'm like, it ain't that many people. It's only so many people you can rotate in and out. This yeah, is he runs crazy. a pro style offense. He runs a pro style offense. And, and I'm the defense is interesting. I think he got tired towards the end of the game because we had a big lead and then we kind of gave it all back. Uh, I think we can do some things as far as clock management, but the offense looks impressive. That quarterback looks good. Uh, we're going. We need to win our HBCU games. Uh, we have a big game coming up in two weeks against. Uh, I think we got Norfolk State next week. And yes, we do. That, we have Norfolk. So, Norfolk's. Oh, let me, I can't do it. You know, I got to shout out the wife, man. Norfolk State. Uh, Virginia State calls themselves Big State, beat Little State because, you know, Norfolk State was started by a Virginia State alum, I, I, I believe. So Virginia State beat Norfolk State. Division two upset Division one AA for those that understand that vernacular. And and let's go ahead and, and behold green and gold. Give them two old give them two losses here and then we go beat the Bison. Uh, I'm excited to see what Hampton can do. It's a very, very important season for this coaching staff. Uh, I think they know what's on the line here. Every game that you win, it makes things a little bit easier. And uh, you build your case. You build your case to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because there will be a case built. Either it will be to stay or it will be to go. (laughs) And, you know, we Uh, want to see our teams prosper. We don't want to continue to look for, you know, 
a new coach, but you, you got to win to stay in. It's that simple. South Carolina State will be looking for a new coach, not because uh, they were going to fire the coach. Uh, it turns out head coach Buddy Pugh is set to retire after the 2023 season. Uh, Buddy has been there for oh, almost 30 years um, and has been there in some capacity for over 30 years. Uh, he has led South Carolina State to multiple HBCU national championships, including two years against Dion, two years ago against Dion. Uh, they won the HBCU national championship. I remember, I of course, South Carolina State is near and dear to Norwood and myself. My grandmother went there. My dad grew up on the campus. His mother went there. Uh, good friend Elloway, his parents went there. Uh, South Carolina State is one of the blue blood HBCUs of the nation. And and Buddy Pugh and his father, uh, who have also coached there, have been there for almost the entirety of the football uh, program. So uh, shout out to Coach Pugh as he retires. Shout out to Jennifer. Jennifer went to Hampton. Uh, that is her grandfather. Um, so he is retiring. So shout out to the whole Pugh family. Uh, Congratulations, oh, job ahead, well done. And before we go on, I did want to go back to FAMU in, in Jackson State. Um, one of the biggest concerns <laughs> we've had all season was what was Jackson State going to look like under the you know sorry you know T C Taylor yeah. starting his, his legacy there, and they're losing a lot of players. I am a little concerned, but I went into the season very concerned about this. Um. Losing, I think they had the second or third most transfers of any team in college football period on mm -hmm. any level. That is very scary. Um, T.C. Taylor has a lot, a lot to manage here. And, you know, I know that everybody's excited right now because Colorado beat TCU. But this may be one of the unfortunate parts of collateral damage here is Jackson State might be slated to struggle this season. And if it is... I would just tell you all HBCUs, um, let this be your case study on, on, on how you handle things going forward. So normally I would say I hope Jackson State bounces back, but I don't because they actually play Southern next week. And Southern is looking to come <laughs> off. <laughs> so maybe next week. <laughs> so I mean, when I tell you about Billy, hey man, I wish you the best of luck somewhere else. Somewhere else, man. May may y'all win week four. Like that's that's how I'm looking at it. So thoughts and prayers. Um, um, Jackson State. They. I will say. I will say this about Jackson State. They weren't favored to win this game. FAMU is nationally ranked. They're ranked number twenty five in one double A. Um, and they're going to go up. FAMU is is look to make looking past the HBCU national championship game and going to the playoffs. That's where FAMU was aiming. So <laughs> they are. I, I don't want to say again. We talked about Miag and Swag. If FAMU come from the Miag and come out here and start dominating the Swag. It's y'all got some y'all got to y'all got to get together over there Southern and and, and Jackson State and and Alabama and all the old swag schools can't let a MEAC team come in here and just dominate. But it's happening. It's already happening. 
real quick, real quick. Second year NFL players on the 50 man, 53 man rosters from HBCUs. Marquise Bell, fam, you alum, uh, made the Cowboys roster, which we kind of figured he would. James Houston, JSU alum. Uh, he has made the, the Lions. Lions roster. J- uh, Jacoby Durant. He's probably going to start now that uh, Jalen Ramsey's hurt. Uh, was from South Carolina State. Josh Williams, Super Bowl champion, uh, who actually got a pick in the Super Bowl uh, from Fayetteville State. And then Jatir, I'm sorry, Jatir Carter from Southern University, Bears offensive lineman. Those second-year players in one of the deepest HBCU drafts that we've had in the last 10 to 20 years have all made the team, man, which tells me that the talent is moving up. Yes. Um, and and for me, I guess we, we'll get to this, I guess, now. Well, not yet. But one of the things that that hmm? I want to make sure that we, we highlight is HBCU players are good enough to play at the very next level. Um, mm-hmm. This is on the heels of Shadur Sanders' playing a very surgical game against uh, TCU. He, he was an HBCU football player last season. And I want to make it very clear that if he was, was that good difficult. last season, if, if he's that good this season, he was that good last season. And I think that sometimes that get missed. Um, also, Travis Hunter, another, another HBCU kid who went right to D1, went right to a team that played in the playoffs last year and dominated TCU. There's a, he dominated them on both sides of the ball. But but let's go ahead and actually get into uh the rest of college football right now. And shout out to uh well, I mean uh shout out to Sneaky. Um Sneaky said that actually Marquise Bell is moving from safety to linebacker in what I always call the Mickey Andrews move. Mickey Andrews coached at Florida State and one of the first guys to take his Safeties and make them linebackers and make his linebackers defensive ends and starting that trend of of smaller outside linebackers that rest the passer. Uh, yeah, moving on, man. Uh, India Pulfis, a soccer and track athlete from Cleveland, Ohio, has made the Bears team as a kicker. This yes. Chicago Bears? Yeah. No, 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 no. Shaw, you. Shaw, you. Okay, Shaw, I was about to say. <laughs> I'm about to say that that, that deserves more press. I was like that. <laughs> <laughs> that almost got me too. I, I was I was all over the internet. Like wait 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 wait. She made the 53 man roster, um, but no, she is going to. She is the kicker for Shaw University. Still an accomplishment. Shout out to HBCUs giving women a chance. Uh, I hope she has a fantastic season. There's no way that we weren't going to highlight that, and we will keep an eye on Indy and continue to. Uh, Make sure that everybody else knows these type of things, man. Congratulations. And I guess what does that make you a, a three-sport athlete? Three-sport athlete. And soccer. Yeah. yeah, and also shout-out Isaiah Land that made the team um, for the Dallas I Cowboys. Was, I was wondering where he was going to get picked up. Somebody pick up Jadakus Bonds, man. Hey, Falcons. They didn't, uh, they didn't pick him up? They waved him? Yeah, Packers waved him. Ah. Uh, uh, Somebody give that kid a chance, man. That dude – he he played good in the game that he played. Yeah, he was he was I, pretty, I think, he was pretty I, good. I legitimately think he's an NFL wide receiver. Uh, I think he just needs to be given the chance. I agree. I agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a two minute break. Then we'll be right here for football. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about I'm Utah. Gonna make a drink. I'm going to make a drink. <laughs> 
I'm gonna make a drink. I'm gonna make a drink. We gonna talk about Utah. I ain't really happy with Georgia now. I ain't really happy with UGA either. Uh, y'all take I two left seconds y'all off, off this week. This this ain't y'all week. Y'all had a warm up game. <laughs> we got we two warm up games. What really? <laughs> we we play nobody next week. What really matters? UNC USC. With <laughs> LSU. LSU. Dion, and then yeah, go ahead and, and get what you get. Go ahead, everybody who ready to shoot, get your guns. Um, and that's it. I'm make me a drink. I'll come back, and I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever you got. Oh, Florida! Oh, Florida! We'll be right back, y'all. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right at episode one eighteen of the Splashcast. Love y'all. Peace. Get you a drink. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 118 of the Splashcast as we get into our football segment, news around the league. And it's all college football. College football is back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are here. We have made it to the golden age of every year from the fall when it is football, football, football. And I saw none of it. I only saw one game, and that was Florida State versus LSU, but we'll get there. Um... Before we get there, let's talk about this terrible, terrible, terrible game uh, that was South Carolina and North Carolina. It was actually billed as the game of the weekend uh, because uh, LSU Florida State played on Sunday. So um, South Carolina ended up having 13 players on the field to try to stop North Carolina, and they still couldn't stop them. And that's how the game went. They lost by 14 points, I believe, maybe 21. Uh, North Carolina... And Drake May seemed to be able to do whatever they wanted against South Carolina. And I still don't believe in them. But I don't believe in ACC. No. No, 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 no. I, I think that, number one, it, this is what we expected out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that eventually, by the end of the season, Spencer Rattler is going to torch somebody. And then they'll look at him and say, oh, let's – you know, draft him. Throw, you know, <laughs> going to go to the draft. Looks good enough to at least try. But I don't expect them to be that successful. Um, from what I think, the Drake May is still a pretty much mediocre quarterback. Um, I don't. I don't. I will tell you right now. I don't think that he's better than Will Levis was last year. Um, Ooh. And uh, from what I understand, <laughs> I Tennessee is going to be. I don't think Will in, Levis was good. That yeah, I think that's an insult. Think, to who? To Will Levis? Drake May. Oh, let's go Duke. Uh, oh, I, my I God. Oh, so. my God. Let's go Duke. <laughs> I told y'all, this is going to be a running commentary of Duke versus Clemson, and Duke's quarterback just ran a 60-yard touchdown. 44-yard touchdown, I'm sorry. Yep. Oh, he, and he'll, he'll probably go first round next year. Um, <laughs> but, yes, I don't believe in Drake May. UNC versus USC, cool story. This is just embarrassing that you have 13 people on, on one side and then they have 11 on the other side and you still can't get it done. Um, yes, Russ, Duke Riley. Give him a, give him a mayonnaise uh, lifetime membership too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely mid all the way around, that's just more embarrassing than anything. If you have 13 players, you can't stop 11, son. Hey, go to school. <laughs> That's what I'm going to have to tell you, son. That was the, ahead, it, you know, job. you know, Duke's mayo, like mayonnaise is like the mid of the sandwich. Like mayonnaise, you it could be there, it could be not. 
You know, it could be substituted. It don't really matter. You might zest it up with a little Chipotle. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, I mean, but whoa. you know, you could you could substitute other stuff. <laughs> that game no. was the battle of the mid. It was it was it was exactly what I expected it to see in the highlights. Mayo in the category of mid number one, nor never put Mayo in the category of these two chumps. Uh, I don't respect either one of these teams. I do respect. You think Mayo. you it think you think you think Duke's Mayo deserves better? Absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. I don't, I don't care about it. Yeah, one of these is a women's basketball school, and one of these is a men's basketball school. <laughs> Everything else we do not care about, bro. Let's be real. Uh, that's so true. Shout out to both of y'all. Hey, um, FSU versus LSU. History is cyclical, right? Everything happens all the time in the same manner. Let me tell you who it happens in every place that he goes. Brian Kelly. For some reason, Brian Kelly has y'all fooled that they are going to be a good team. He was with Notre Dame before. He had everybody fooled every year, and then they would go in there and get beat by 7,000 points because they don't have a, they don't have a conference to play a conference championship, so they just got to beat the mid-ass ACC and maybe USC who had been mid before. Like, so now he's at LSU. LSU gets beat last year. They give him excuses. This year, LSU goes to Florida and gets beat handedly 45 to 24 against Florida State and get destroyed. And if you click that next one, you can actually see what his quote was before the game. Oh, this one. No, 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 no. Not yet. Yeah, there it is. Oh. going to beat the heck out of Florida State. Well, he you said in fact did not beat the heck out of Florida State. Now, I will tell you this loss. Well, I did pick LSU to kind of be the sleeper of the SEC. I did not. This loss did bring me joy. And I'm going to tell you why. Because your sister. When we got our ass whooped, she was so... <laughs> she slid right in my DM. I, did, I didn't know that's where, was where you was going. <laughs> I didn't know that's where you was going. <laughs> Boy, she was happy. I'm talking about... I, I got this. I, I was like, oh, that's what we doing. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh boy. But when that shoe got right on the other foot, immediately she put block ludicrous. I was like, Damn. <laughs> now we're blocking people. You had jokes just a couple hours ago when my team was getting punished by the youths. Now who you are, we here yeah. together in, Str- in Struggleville, USA. Boy. But uh, yeah, I, I, I at least <laughs> like to see other people struggle with me so I'm not struggling alone. Um, LSU, you did bring me that joy. Florida State, let me be very clear. Y'all defense, I will consider relatively impressive. Your team, I do not trust. Gas station sushi. Don't trust you guys. <laughs> nope. I don't know, man. The thing about Florida State is they only have to beat North Carolina and Clemson. There's no, and I, I don't, Miami, oh, nobody believes in Miami. Who? Who? Florida State? Florida? Oh, no. We're going to get a pull. We're going to get a <laughs> I, I believe by the time we play this, we'll have a new coach. <laughs> by the coach, baby. Y'all Let's awful. see who they got this year. See if there is any place for them to. No, if they beat Clemson. Nope. Southern Miss, they should beat them. Boston College, Matt Ryan ain't coming back. Clemson struggling with Duke. Virginia Tech, who? Syracuse, who? Duke. <laughs> Might be as good as Clemson. Miami. Northern Alabama, Florida, God, dog. And ladies and gentlemen, 
playoff team. Florida, Florida State. State. <laughs> Florida State criminals stealing away into your hearts. God, dog, this is a layup. <laughs> <laughs> this is released a documentary about y'all. And then and then and didn't talk about the half the stuff. The documentary <laughs> still didn't is what as bad as it was, did not suck as bad as our team does. <laughs> and I, honestly, I'm going to be clear here. I don't think our team sucks. Our coach sucks. And while I'm here, I'm also very happy that Anthony Richardson. I actually, I've, I'm conflicted. <laughs> it's like he's just, he just, he's just in a bad situation. Like, imagine you escape. I got away from silly ass, silly ass Billy, and I get right over here to Jim Ursay, who's another clown. You just went from clown to clown. You like that one woman who just cannot find the right man to be in her life. Um, thoughts and prayers to you, Anthony Richardson. Um, looks like uh, Jonathan Taylor will be out for the fourth, first four games um, on the pup list, and he's probably not going to play for for the Colts this season. And if he doesn't play this season, that also means that he will not be a free agent. So this will continue in perpetuity. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Florida State, I guess, could, should. You know what? That'll be the game that Florida will win. <laughs> we're gonna be the spoiler for somebody we're gonna ruin somebody else's life because ours is already it's always one person who love to do that just let me just ruin your life here for a little bit <laughs> uh so the game of the day 24 though god damn well clemson just took the lead right back uh the game of the day oh no they didn't. the game of the day man out of gas Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes upset TCU, which I don't think was as big as a big of an upset as people think. Um, no, well, but hold on. they I upset talk about TCU. Uh huh. I want to talk about this this specifically because this pissed me off. Now, if you you listen to the podcast, I'm sure because you're here again Monday Night Raw. Always remember, like, follow, subscribe, realest podcast in the world. Me and Reggie are truly thrilled to be back. But this pissed me off. Deion Sanders is Colorado's uber-confident football czar. When did he become a football czar? Four days ago. Do you do you refer to other... No, 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 no. This is before the game. Do you That's refer to ago. Nick Saban as a czar or Dabo Sweeney as a czar? A czar has a negative connotation. And I, I I don't like that because once again you have a confident black man that suddenly he he's a dictator and all the rest of these things, all things that you would not refer to any of his Anglo-Saxon counterparts as. I find that as nasty work. But also after that win, I bet you no no more of these type of uh headlines will be coming out anytime soon. This is this was pre uh, uh you think this is TV. this is nasty work. You think this is nasty work? Oh, absolutely! You don't you you ever seen anybody else be referred to as a football czar? Yeah, I have. That's why I ain't say none. Uh, are they are have they already been widely successful? Yeah. Had have they had an opportunity to to show their full spectrum of who they were as a coach? I don't. I don't. That's you're getting way deeper into the. <laughs> details of the, the headline. For me, I just think I think I think that this was I think this is attack on Dion. And I, I um, I'm not here to save him, but I think this is nasty work. I will say there has been a lot of negative connotation outside of 
what we spoke about with Jackson State with Dion. I was all for the criticism of the way that he left Jackson State. I still stand by everything that I said. Me too. But to say that he's inadequate as a coach, to say that he's all about himself, to say that all of these things that the narrative came out. And the thing is, that narrative came out. It got quiet over the summer. They hired him. They was like, oh, he's going to revive the program. And then he decided to basically flip the roster. And now everybody was talking about it, including college game day. And they picked TCU, which is fine. A lot of people would have picked TCU. I wouldn't have. But um, I've never seen them. And when I say them, I mean mainstream media try to assassinate somebody's character so early. So early. And he hadn't even played a game. And his tactics are different. He's right. They are different. To to go in. But it's only different because he did it first. That's the only reason. He really didn't do it first. He did it second. But that's the only reason it's different. Nobody attacked. The better thing to say is nobody attacked Lincoln Riley. For doing what he did, Lincoln Riley did the exact same thing Deion Sanders did. He took every all the good players from Oklahoma, and he took them to USC, and then he used the transfer portal to get other players who weren't necessarily happy in their situation, plus the NIL to attract them to USC. But nobody said anything about them. Mm. Nobody said you know anything. Why too? But Deion literally did the exact same thing. He did the only thing is he took players from HBCUs. Matter of fact, he took players from HBCUs and y'all disrespected those players from HBCUs and said it was HBCUs, but they can't do what they're doing. Travis Hunter had the best game. Duke just blocked their field goal again. <laughs> Let's go Duke, Let's go Duke baby. <laughs> Somebody got paid in Clemson. Um, Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders had by uh, uh, Dion arguably had the best debut of any college coach in football history. During history. my lifetime, for sure. Has, uh, yeah, definitely during my lifetime. Shador Sanders and Hunter. They had four receivers. Had They had four receivers with 100 yards apiece. I don't think they the that's ever back. been done in college football. It hasn't. It hasn't. And Dion is crazy. Because Dion had been trying to tell y'all. He said, look, I have we have a couple of guys who should be front running for Heisman right now. He's talking about Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter. But you also have Jay uh Horn Jr., who was out there balling, and they went out there and everybody questioned. And the little Dion. running back. Little running back had a hell of a game too. Freshman. 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 And remind you, they still got like two, three, five star cornerbacks that they just having a tuck like yeah and they, they don't did, have a kid that's just it's got one more year and he's supposed to be coming next year oh yeah 2025 number one running back in the yeah. number one athlete in the nation um now i will say about this game they definitely Dion. i think what makes him different as a coach is he understands the player version of being a coach I'm going to get you the Heisman. I know that getting you the Heisman will take you from a mid to late first round pick. Yeah, you're right, Sneaky. You know who else leaned heavily on the portal? Norvell from Florida State. You're correct. You're correct. A lot. Dion is, he's definitely getting criticized for everything, doing something that, playing the game that everybody else is doing. He's just doing it better. 
Um, but Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders may be the best two college players, two of the top five college players in the nation. Travis Hunter had 11 receptions on 13 targets for 119 yards and one interception. Shador Sanders threw for 510 yards. He was 37 of 43, I believe. He only missed six passes and had four touchdowns. Now, I hate this, and I know that this is going to be considered hate. I think that they played the right team at the right time. I never, Mm -hmm. I did not believe in TCU going into it. There he is, Dylan Edwards, monster. Mm -hmm. But I think they got the right team. They got TCU on a hangover. They don't have their 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 uh, quarterback Max Duggan anymore. They were already a questionable team with a questionable um, schedule last year. And I feel like at this point, Colorado was prepared for them. Uh, do I think that Shadur Sanders is one of the top five football players in college football? No. Travis Hunter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Travis Hunter mm-hmm. is... The, my only question about Travis Hunter was, and, and number one, he played two games. I need y'all to understand that. I think he played like a... Was it a hundred snaps or something like that? But he he played the equivalent of two football games in one football game, and I didn't. I did. I, my question was, and if you were in the chat, I kept saying, "Hey man, double move this kid because he's got to get tired. He's play. He's playing a bunch of offensive reps and a bunch of defensive reps, and I will say at every moment in the game when he needed to make a play, he made a play." Um, I think that, and I said it after the game, he didn't look tired. You know what a football player looks like when you played a full game and you've been gassed. He didn't look like that. He looked like if he needed another two quarters out of him, he could have gave it to you easily and still been that same guy. If he can play that good and that consistently, then yeah, you got a monster. That play right there is scary. Now, this kid who said throw it to Hunter, you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't think the quarterback should have thrown this play. I think that it was way too risky. It's it it was too risky of a throw for me, but also it's a hell of a play from Hunter. Um, this is one of the scary things about playing with the guy who we consider to be the best cornerback of all time is he is going to give you those. He's going to teach you the game at a level. At, he's going to teach you the game at the position that he mastered. And I think that Travis Hunter is going to is going to be able to get that game from him. And he's not going to be trifled with. So, but he's hold on, wait, wait, wait. He's also a damn good wide receiver. He was dominant. Yeah, he was. So, while I do think that pick was spectacular, I don't think that that right there didn't have nothing to do with Dion. It had nothing to do with coaching. I think Travis Hunter just has it. He has it like whatever it is. Everybody says they have it. Travis Hunter has it. And the fact that he played that many steps and he was not gassed, he was not tired. And they run up tempo offense. They run four wide four and uh, running back out of the backfield. And the fact that he was able to play that way and play that many snaps 
and was able to channel all of that energy into a play when they needed the catch. He had he he remember he had a catch that was ruled incomplete because he bobbled the ball while he caught it with his left yeah. hand in the end zone in the first quarter over their best corner. Now and now is an old school Mawson. If you know what that means, <laughs> uh I, I said it. I put it right in the ground. Oh, he mossed him. Now, unfortunately, his foot was out. I mean, you don't expect that from a defensive player at all. So let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he looked, man, and Russ, can he keep playing both sides of the ball? I'm going to say like this. Until proven otherwise, yes. This point, Stop you got to respect the man. Stop me. And the thing is, their offense has, because their offense at Shador was so good, because Shador was so good and so accurate, a lot of those passes weren't like some of them were wide open and they were schemed, and then some of them he just put the ball on the money, yeah. which is a scary combination. You can have somebody that can make all the throws, and then you have an offensive coordinator that can scheme you up to where it doesn't it's not difficult. And then you have a yeah. Travis Hunter who's gonna make all the difficult plays. They have uh a Horn Jr. who is uh one of the best route runners. He ran all the good routes. So they have a combination. And Deion tried to tell y'all, we have skill positions. Now, I will say, you're you going to have to shore up the defensive line, Deion. The defensive and offensive line. line. You're going to have to shore them trenches up. But if there's any conference that could allow you a mulligan of a year on the offensive defensive line, it is the Pac-12. You I, can do whatever I, you need to do. I will say, if he can get – if he can find his way into some – Big Ten SEC lineman, you got an interesting situation over there. It's a ooh, it's ugly. I, I don't think this Shador has a cannon for an arm. Gee. I don't know if he can squeeze it into the smallest of windows, but I will say in the first game, he looked like he had very elite touch. And that's yes. yes. He 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 might not be the cannon arm. He might I mean, in hell, you see Will Levis like I got a cannon. Shit don't mean nothing. But if that touch that he has, as a guy who watches quarterbacks, you know, try to drop it in a bucket, he consistently was had good ball placement. He did. Very good ball placement. Like He did. I, do I think that, that him and Caleb Williams are on the same level? No. But do I think that if I'm like, for me, I like Shadua probably as much as I like Drake May. Uh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I think that's a for now, for now. I think Drake. I think Shadour in game two is as good as Drake May is in game fourteen. Like I I I think all Shador needs is just tape to be better than Drake May. I think he just doesn't have enough tape at the Division One level. To me, he's better. But if I'm thinking in terms of a scout, they're gonna pick Drake but, May over Shador until Shador outplays Drake May on this level. I, and I, neither one of these guys, I think, is necessarily like the most elite of quarterbacks. But as good as you think that Drake May is, you better put Shador Sanders right next to him. That's how I, I feel. I will say. Now, to and to end this, Dion called all the receipts. Um, He called everybody's receipt. Uh, He said, I got the receipts. I know who they are. I think we actually have film, sound for this. So let's see. I agree with that, Sneaky. Absolutely. You want to play the Jackson? You want to play the Jackson? 
she was like, yo, I didn't ask you that. I didn't say nothing. Like, yeah. what I do like about Dion, and he's correct, there's another clip that we don't have. But what I do like about Dion is he's, he shoots you straight. He's telling you, look, y'all don't like that a black man is, is, is out here with a 75% black team telling you, acting and telling y'all, I'm going to do this. And then when I do it, ain't nothing you can really say. So, I'm a little conflicted on this. I'm sure you But are. you know me, I'm KTSC. Keep, keep that same energy. So, when you walk in there, and you're right, when you up, they you doubted up. you. And you, you need to say, hey, do you believe? And the reporter said, what do you mean, do you believe? He asked him again, do you believe? <laughs> he said, believe in what? He said, oh, you don't believe yet. That's fine. But if you could pull up that uh, remaining schedule, when, when, the, when the game goes differently and the press be like, hey, man, are we wrong for not believing? You can't run then. That's my only thing. So I'm going to pull up the remaining schedule, but I we may differ on this. What do you think about Colorado's remaining schedule? They play Nebraska, Colorado oh, State oh, 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 at home. Each one of them. They're going to they're gonna beat Nebraska. At Man, home. Rule is not ready. Nebraska's not ready. They're going to beat them. Um, Colorado, Colorado State at State home. State is a tricky game. That'll be the first game where they'll probably be – they won't be the underdog in that game. They're probably not going to be the underdog in Nebraska because of this win, but I think that people, a lot of teams, is just going to expect Nebraska to beat them. Colorado State—that's a game that they—they're supposed to win. That's a trap game. Oregon—that'll be a game that if they win those first three games, they'll probably be ranked by then. Honestly, they'll probably be ranked now. To be honest, they'll be top twenty-five. They beat TCU. You got—you would have to put them there, right? With this schedule, you got to put them in the top twenty-five. They beat Nebraska. They beat TCU, who's number seventeen. TCU wasn't going to be the Big Twelve champion this year to me. Hell I don't think TCU was going to win their division. Although Baylor just lost to so whoever they played, uh, so yep. all that's trick bag. But I don't think TCU is as good as everybody th- it thinks they are. I think Colorado they benefited. They weren't good. They weren't that good last year. We knew well, I think, what it was. Uh, I I think they were good amongst the rest. And then they played the SEC. But Dion and Colorado, and again, I think Dion is smart. You're right, Sneaky. Shador does need a better O-line. I think Dion is smart. You you look at the schedule of this team when you take this job. Nebraska, you're going to beat. You know you're gonna, you have a chance. It's a, it's a rivalry game. But, you know, you're going to have to – you have a chance to beat Colorado State. You now have – one, two, three, four games left against ranked opponents. I think the season is a success if you win one of those games. Whoever it is, Oregon, USC, Oregon State, or Utah. If you win one of those games after starting 3-0, and I think the season probably is a success. I don't think that they, after they beat TCU the way that they did, I don't, you, you got to rank them. They got to be top twenty-five, and they'll beat Nebraska, maybe Colorado, Oregon is going to be ready for sure. Yeah, ain't no Oregon more sneaking up on them. Shit. Ain't no more sneaking up on the team. But I don't, nope. I don't, I don't believe in Bo Nix. Oregon I, knows that that game is too important for them. 
Oregon understands that hey, you this this is one of the few chance like this is your chance to get into the playoffs. So yeah, you got to beat them, and USC not playing with them either. USC is, I know Caleb Williams is going to go out in that game and say, hey, y'all should do a Sanders. I probably would pick Colorado to to not to win, but to stick with USC in this. I think that game is a fifty-two to forty-five game. Hell no, hell no. Lincoln Riley is another guy who's going to have to show you that I there's a level of difference between me and those guys. Because if you don't, then if they don't, and I and I feel you know USC has been my team last year, and I'm rocking with them again this year. They have to show that we are head and shoulders above this guy, Lincoln Riley. I don't think that they're head and shoulders. I don't. I I don't. Or I don't believe in Bo Nix. 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 I don't believe Oregon is as good as you think they are. They've lost a lot of players to transfer portal as well. They lost their, their two starting linebackers that were I all world on defense. Plus, Bo Nix is going to Bo Nix himself one of these games. I think it'll be against Colorado because he can't handle the limelight. USC, I think USC beats them, but I think it's closer than you think. But USC has like so much talent on offense. I don't. USC is going to try to beat them by twenty. And unfortunately, is, they're going to use you. If, if I'm Lincoln Riley and I'm Caleb Williams. I'm going to use this game to prove of who I really am. Y'all think that we're as good as these other teams. I want to let you, we're. I'm trying to beat them by 28. I'm trying to ruin Deion's season. He's the highest. Well, coach I in I, I just think right that I think that'll be the game where you have the you will finally see the talent disparity. I don't know if you'll see the talent disparity against Oregon, but uh, USC because they got that rookie. Uh, I mean that freshman athlete. I don't, I don't, who had three touchdowns on every facet of the game. I don't, I think eventually you, this is when you'll see it'll be, I can see you right. I can see them winning by 28, but I think they'll pull away in the, the fourth quarter versus I beating think the, the death. USC is going to, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm trying to punch Colorado in the face, in the nose, in the stomach. I want you to, I want you to walk out of there saying, this is different. But other than Oregon and USC, I think they could beat oh and Utah. I don't think they could beat Utah. But other yeah, than those and, three games, nine and three still or ten and three. One, two, three, four, five. Oh no, no, no. Six, seven, eight. Ten and three. Ten and three is going to be a success for Dion at Colorado. Then they're going to the Big Twelve after this, which is interesting what in itself. You think? you think he ends the season what? Ten and three? Hell no. Who do you think they lose to? UCLA not going for that. Stanford not going for that. No. Hell no. These I, these other t- So you Life think you think this game for- against TCU is a trick bag? For sh- I, yes. 100%. TCU is not a big team. They're not a strong team. That was always that's the reason we knew that they couldn't hang with the SEC. They were just they're the right team for Dion at the right time. That's the reason I said keep that same energy because you got there early. You got there early. Now you got to hold that position because if I'm a if I'm a reporter, you showed up with that shit talking about. Do you believe now? Hey, when you lose, am I still supposed to believe? Yeah. 
They won one game last year. I, I have matched last season's output. That don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it do. That don't matter for you. <laughs> yeah, it do. But anyway, moving on, we can talk about this all day. <sighs> so Georgia, Georgia won. Um, oh, hell, Lord. Against Middle Tennessee State, Georgia won. Uh, it was a UT Martin. UT Martin. I'm sorry, UT Martin. UT Martin. Thoughts and prayers to Russell. You know that's both his teams. He played at University of Tennessee Martin Skyhawks. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I hate Mike Bobo. I hate Mike Bobo. I hate Mike Bobo. Hopefully, I'll have to eat crow at the end of the season and say Mike Bobo was just out here. You know, first game jitters. Uh, new quarterback, new regime, new offensive coordinator uh, at UGA. But he looks like the same Mike Bobo who didn't run the ball, who tried to overthrow, and always got us beat when we could just run over the team. But I'm assuming that this was just first game jitters. Let's get to the nitty gritty. So Florida plays Utah. Florida's players walk in and say, oh, man, this little last stadium. Utah, after beating Florida, after beating Florida, after beating Florida, says little ass dub. <laughs> I hope y'all sign uh, uh, Sunbelt Billy to a uh, contract extension. I hope Billy beats Florida, a ranked Florida State team. I hope Billy beats they a ranked Florida State team. firing Billy. No, you talking about firing Billy. No, 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 not me. There it is. No, no, no. So, yes. <laughs> He's 12 and 18 over the last 30 games. Three of these wins were by three points. Two of these were FCS games. Two were U- University of South Florida. Another one versus Florida Atlantic University. They're already 16. talking about looking into his buyout. Send Billy home. I I told y'all last year, game one, Billy was not the guy. As soon as I saw the offensive package... I said he's got to go. Y'all told me I was crazy. I said he had one of the best quarterbacks in college football, and everybody thought I was crazy, and then Anthony Richardson got drafted four. I'm not nuts. Billy ain't it. That mean you was right about him being the best quarterback in college football. Josh, 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 uh, what's his name? Josh Allen wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in college football. He was at Wyoming. No, he was. Man, no sir. yes, he was. He was for sure, absolutely, absolutely. But fire Billy. Hey, I know that I'm right now. I I knew I was right last year. But when Reggie sees the wide receiver screen, and he like, oh damn, this is <laughs> yeah, yeah, I text you like, <laughs> damn, that was the first play. <laughs> Like, they know you go call that. Like, they done said that for two years. That's how how you run. That's the first play. Y'all don't understand how much time I really invest into my team. (laughs) Into my, like, yeah, I need, okay. I care about offense. I consider myself an offensive. Like, I really care about offense. And I also really care about my team. And it's very important for us, even if we don't have the best defense, to at least have an offense as potent. Like, that's one of the things that would – at Florida, if you score a bunch of points and you lose, we as fans will be okay. Man, Mr. Trubisky. But as soon as I saw Billy run that offense with Anthony Richardson, I said, hey, he got to go. He doesn't know what he's doing. 
he's not. Remember, he Bill ran it with Emory Jones first. <laughs> Who the fuck knows where Emory Jones is? He should have never been saying. playing quarterback in the first place because you were not a quarterback, Emory. <laughs> you could have been playing wide receiver, probably got it to the pros and been good. But that's beside the point. So I'm putting him back on the screen. I knew that oh, I knew that old screen Billy was gonna blow it. And here he come back year two running the same stupid ass screen on third down. And, and when, first when Reggie <laughs> when me and Reggie agree on something, I know that I was right from the beginning. And Reggie's like, oh no, this bad. <laughs> so now I just have to sit here and wait. Like I'm okay with it. Now, and the part that I thought was Utah did not play with their starting quarterback, Cam Rising. They played two quarterbacks. I think is a very good quarterback. I think the Cam Rising. Now, that's the reason I think, like, I think they should do her as good, but I don't think they should do her as good as Cam Rising. So I think Cam, I ooh, I think he's a better passer. Hell, sure. Cam Rising is a better quarterback. If I got to pick a player, Cam Rising is a better player today than Shadur Mm-hmm. Some of it, he, I, I put him, I put Cam Rising kind of in the Tim Tebow category of a guy who just find a way to win you a game. He might not necessarily be the best at anything. But exactly. I think going to the league, I think you would take Shadur over Cam Rising. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Those two different things, though. But I'm talking about today as a better quarterback. I think Cam Rising is a fantastic college football quarterback. What the pros may bring to him is a different conversation. But Billy has to go. Billy's <laughs> going to be fired. Underlying the whole point of this conversation yeah, is Billy let, got yeah, to go. Let's, let's, you know how we say, let's circle back, put a pin in that, and we'll come back to it. Um, Travis Etienne saying that, that his brother should probably go play for defense, I mean, for uh, Prime is correct. This offense. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Little Etienne. Let me, let, me, let me jump in real quick. Little Etienne, you want to show loyalty? And say, nah, we're going to shake back. Nah, brother, look. Shake out. Shake get, out. Prime going to get you some money, and he may get you. He's going to talk you into the league. That's all you need. Get you some money Honestly, while you're no. in college and talk you to the league. You need to leave, Billy. I'm going to be very honest. Etienne doesn't, he doesn't need Dion. It would be very nice for him to go to Colorado. That dude's a good football player. And I want all of the good football players to get the hell away from Billy Napier. I, I 100% think that Etienne has a place in the NFL very soon and very soon. Uh, Sneaky, you can kiss my ass on them tackles. Um, but yeah, fire <laughs> Billy, fire the coach. In the, in the words, in the I just read what he said of my, of my uncle <laughs> Curtis. Fire the coach. Fire the coach. He needs to go. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I'm gonna speak it into existence. I know it's probably wild to say. It is Cliff Kingsbury. Send me Cliff Kingsbury. That's a good. That'd be a good hire. That's a Florida hire. That's a Florida hire. I think it's the most Floridian hire. Come on, bro. Bring the Ray Bands. Go ahead. Because you're not gonna get Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is the perfect hire, but he's it's it's. You need another year of of Billy to get Lane Kiffin. Yeah, give 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 me, because Cliff Kingsbury is in need of a re of um. Nothing. Oh, he runs, he runs, he runs, he runs better than Cam. Cam Rising is just more like he runs, he runs better anything. than Shador Sanders. That's the answer. He doesn't do it. That's it. He definitely runs better than Shador. He, he just has awareness. He's just, it's, 
he's like a crafty veteran quarterback. He's older, but he's he going he's going to cap out. He's going to cap out. That's going to be the thing about him is he's probably not going to be able to get much better than he already is. He probably has a, a future of being a good backup quarterback. Quarterbacks coach. Him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a quarterback's coach. 100%. He's going to be somewhere. He's going to be an offensive coordinator. A backup at, and an yeah. offensive coordinator. One hundred percent. Yeah. But Shador has a chance to be a, a guy. He's just a guy who knows how to play the quarterback position and won't blow it for you. Speaking but, of coaches, so what you going to do? Let's 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 <laughs> fire, like Billy, fire, fire Billy. Fire fire Billy. Fire Billy. Bye bye Billy. Um, we can name this episode whatever you want to. Go to hell, Billy. You were the you were the person who wanted to do all the um, saving for Billy. You're like, nah, man. Yes, I want to save Billy. Yes, I do. Keep him as long as you can. What do you mean? Do you see the G on my helmet? No. Didn't you say the same thing about Rick? Every time y'all re- we resign Rick, you was like, yes. That is. I want one, y'all to keep sideshow Billy. That is one thing about Florida is we are decisive. Once you're a loser, get the fuck on, my guy. See you later. Adios, mi amigos. Then we, you know, we just polish up on our Spanish as we uh, went to Columbia. Go home. Go home, Billy. We don't need you no more. See you later. So Arkansas State. This is this this was the this was the weekend of blowouts. So you had Oregon that scored eighty-one points. Uh, I think Central, even on the in um one double A FBS FCS category Central beat <laughs> Central beat uh, every voice. Arkansas State got beat seventy three to nothing, and Coach Bush Jones, the crier from Tennessee, was crying on the sideline. Didn't he coach at Miami too? I don't care. Butch Jones was crying oh. on the sideline against. Against uh, Oklahoma. One thing is just get us destroyed. We are back. We were talking about uh, Florida losing to Utah. We were talking about Arkansas State getting beat by Oklahoma seventy three to nothing. Oregon won eighty one to seven. Where the mascot did five hundred and seventy six push ups. Um, awesome prayers. Arkansas State's coach definitely cried. Fire um, Billy Napier. <laughs> fire Billy Napier. Fire, fire, fire Billy Napier. Another team so. that you. So what do you think about Tennessee? Tennessee beat Virginia. I think like forty two to thirteen or something like that. Right. It was such a mismatch at that point. Don't trust. He drugged. This is this is the mismatch. You see that? (laughs) This is what you want to see from offensive line coach. You want to see your man plant the man damn near in the tunnel. But also, I don't trust Tennessee. Tennessee will not end up as one of the top three teams in the SEC. I know y'all love Joe Milton. Top three. I think that it's real. You don't think they'll be top three? Not gonna be top three. No. Who's your top three? Who's your top three SEC right now? Georgia, Bama, and then somebody else. I don't know the answer yet. Mm-hmm. Let the season play. You don't think Tennessee could be somebody else? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. T- when the expectation will arise, Tennessee will fail. That's what it is. I don't. Tennessee I mean, you got Alabama, LSU. 
Georgia, Tennessee, Florida. So you said so. Who's your second team? Who's your second place team in the SEC East? YTD yet to be determined. But <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, boy, this sound like hate. This sound like hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I just know that ever since Phil Former left, Tennessee has never been the same. And they won't be. Nothing was the same like Drake said. They lost two um, games last year. They were better than y'all. Who's our coach? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, but no. Uh, can we get to Andy Reid and the janitor? Because this is actually very interesting. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> we can leave Utah. Uh, y'all left Utah. You know me. We could hey, now now leave Billy in Utah. Let him be their <laughs> next best coach. Okay. Andy Reid once used to play drawn up by janitor and scored a touchdown. Andy Reid has been known, so it's come out. I think they had hard knocks, right? Didn't they have hard knocks, Kansas? City? Or they had? Oh, what did they have? No, oh, no, the Amazon Prime. It was the Amazon Prime, the quarterbacks, where they did, um. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Mariota, Mariota, and Kirk Cousins. It was terrible, mid, and greatest. And Patrick Mahomes revealed that Andy Reid lets them draw up a play every week. And now it's come out that Andy Reid wants to use a play drawn up by a janitor just to see if it worked and scored a touchdown. Why not? Why not? I like I like the fact that number one, like I guess the janitorial services, these people have been cleaning the that oh, that's stadium definitely for targeting. 40 oh, years. that's targeting. I hate that call. That's a sh- that's a really trash football call. Because he drops, but look at where the kid is. He can't stop right there. I'm like, oh, don't touch him. No, it's that he aimed with his head. He led with the crown and the helmet. We're talking about Duke Carroll, Duke versus Clemson. This is a live reaction. As well as a podcast, and so it's definitely unrealistic. Targeted. You can't slide right there. And what am I? What is that kid supposed to do? Dive over. You you can do it. You cannot leave with the crown in your helmet. Whatever that, it is. I mean, at the end of, of the day, I think that Duke Duke is going to win this game. Uh, but yes, Andy Reid did use the play. I will be clear about this. It's not the janitor himself. It's the guy who runs the janitorial service. Um. He's been there for 40-some-odd years, and they did run the play, and they did score. I like that Andy Reid is open to – I mean, first of all, he looked at the play. He says, oh, you know what? This ain't bad. Why not? I got Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you know how much easier it is to be able to do that when you have Patrick Mahomes as quarterback? Y- yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uniquely, I do. Um, But, yes. <laughs> so, I do like that Andy like, – it's, it's so much better as a person who likes offense a lot to have an offensive-minded person who's willing to at least try things. Because as long as that, that person is willing to try things, you believe, hey, man, whatever I come with. He'll Hold on. How did Duke get the ball? Decision. Thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> they just call it targeting. They just had a whole 20-minute targeting thing. Don't care. But with that said... I like an offensive coordinator is willing to try things, including the whole spinorama thing, which I saw somebody else try this weekend and work. Um, and I think that Andy Reid is going to be wildly successful. Yeah, if you if you got a good play, I don't care who calls it. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. Hey, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Speaking of do what you got to do, 
this man right here, Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, cut his own son today. His son is a fullback uh, for <laughs> what was the Jaguars 53-man roster. Now Doug Peterson has cut his own son, which is the opposite of the NBA. When I tell y'all the NBA and NFL are polar opposites, it is opposite. It, Giannis Atatekumpo has had his brother sign, but all of his team, all of his family is signed to Milwaukee in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you want to know why? Because you want me to be here, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got a couple options. Either you do what I say or you can go home. Now, the update is Josh is signed to the practice squad for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know how your mom's like, hey, you need to put him on the team somewhere. So he is there. <laughs> he just did not make the 53-man roster. He will get a check. He will be a practice squad player for the season, I assume. Um, but, hey, we got to win games here. Trevor Lawrence has got to do something here. So it's yep. the most important. Top 10 uh, picks of, a, of the 2021 draft. The 49ers selected Trey Lance number three. As y'all have known, uh, big news. Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys from the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know of a more covered trade between the 49ers and Cowboys other than Dion when he went from the 49ers to the Cowboys. Only thing is this lacking the talent. Like, how do you feel about what does this say about Dak and his standing with the Cowboys? Or what does this say about Trey and everybody's thoughts say, on the league? None of this says anything to me. This says to me, um, I guess let's look at the picks first. Kyle Pitts, pro bowler. Jamar Chase, pro bowler. Jalen Waddle, not a pro bowler, but a vital part of the, of the uh, Miami Dolphins. Panay Sewell, pro bowler, probably lifetime lying, let's be real. J.C. Horn, not a pro bowler, but very important part of their team. Patrick Sertain, who we believe to be just, you know, right there at the same level. Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons. Might be the best bowler. corner in that draft. Correct. Devontae Smith, who's not a pro bowler, but him and A.J. Brown look monstrous. Justin Fields, starting quarterback for the Bears and probably their future. And then Rashawn Slater, also pro bowler. Um, I think that this is a PR move more than anything. And honestly, if you really break this, if you really look at the crux of this move, <laughs> It's only a move for this season because I don't think that Brock Purdy is good enough to be the future of the quarterback position for the San Francisco 49ers. Harsh reality. But you can't have Brock Purdy and Scam Darnold and Trey Lance on the team at the same time. Man, if Trey Lance is – if you – first off, any other coach or front office player – front office personnel person would be fired for trading four first round picks and players for Trey Lance would be fired whether or not you went to the NFC championship game or not you would be did fired. too many other things right it, but Shanahan right. has done they have the one of if not the second best defense in the league but that's John Lynch saw John Lynch too when you pass on I feel like Everybody. Justin Fields would be you so every everybody on this list you pass on you're you're kind of okay with that you already got George Kittle you got Debo Samuel you know you got Christian McCaffrey you have hell uh, no 
Hold on, hold on. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. 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 You have players that, whether or not you think one is one or two, you have a top five player in those in those positions. You have a good defense. You know what I mean? You have decent, decent uh, second and third receivers. What you don't have is a quarterback. And out of all of these players on this list, to pass on Justin Fields and give up so many picks to get Trey Lance and then have to go with a seventh-round pick who tore his elbow and still Trey Lance couldn't get it, Justin Fields in a Kyle Shanahan offense from what just we've seen makes them – they're a top three team in the NFC now. But with Justin Fields, they got to be one, two. I, I see what you're saying about Justin Fields, but I think that any of these other players, they're world beaters. They like, already yeah, world right. beaters. You uh, yeah, you're, you're right. You got Kittle. But Kittle and Pitts is dangerous. Jamar Chase and Debo, dangerous. Jalen Wall and Debo, dangerous. Panay Sewell is going to be a Detroit Lion for the rest of his career because he's that good. J.C. Horn, maybe, but still, he's an excellent compliment to, to uh, Debo. Patrick Sertain, we believe to be the best corner in that draft. It might be arguably the best corner in the NFL right now next to, like, Sauce. Uh, Devontae Smith and Debo, scary. Michael Parsons at the edge. To me, every pick that you did not pick is wrong because they're all they all take your team to like that very next level. It's wrong next because they traded of, so many picks for Trey Lance. You can't trade four picks. Four? And then you trade them to the Cowboys, who the Cowboys use one of them picks to get Mike Parsons. Like four? Like the other the other part is is I don't oh, think Trey Lance is a bad quarterback. Oh, 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 oh interception, Duke. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I don't think that Trey Lance is that bad. I think that like like we talked about last season. This is a PR move. You can't keep Trey Lance and Scam Darnold and Brock Purdy around. But do I I don't think that Brock Purdy is your answer for the future. I feel like in the next two years they're gonna be looking for another quarterback. And Dallas is like, yeah, I'll take a decent back. I'll take a a top four pick for a fourth rounder. Yeah, just as an insurance policy. They're going to rehab him and then sell him. And you sell him for a second round pick. For a team that needs a quarterback. Speaking of teams that need a quarterback, let me ask you a question. So the Patriots only have one quarterback on their roster in Mac Jones. Malik Cunningham quietly as kept was the best quarterback for the preseason for the Patriots. And then of course they had Bailey Zapp who they, they were calling to get started to be started over Mac Jones. They went from having Tom Brady to having a whole lot of nothing. Would you start? I, I don't know if they I would start Malik Cunningham. They have a whole lot of shit. Cool. <laughs> that is. You got a sack. <laughs> Malik Cunningham was clearly the best quarterback on that in the preseason for the Patriots. Of course, Mac Jones didn't play a lot, but still. You think? Let me ask you a legitimate question here. Do you think that Mac Jones is the future of the New England? I do not. Okay, so first of all, they don't have but one quarterback. Everybody else is on the practice squad. 
Also, I feel like the guy who they're starting with, they're probably going to start. This probably be his last season starting. Realistically, I think that they're going to underperform, and then they're going go to Arizona back and do it. And, yeah, and just melt this thing down. My question is, and it's been my question for a very long time: is does Bill Belichick ever have to perform ever again? Nope. Well, if he doesn't have to perform, then I have no opinion on anything else going forward. I think when you get to his Hall of Fame ceremony, I don't think you'll bring up these ears. This will be just this. But this is this is it is what it is. This is the Shaq Phoenix Suns Boston Celtics years. Like you'll you'll never talk about these years when talking about the greatest. But he didn't have no Orlando Magic years. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He was he was in New York. He was in New York as the head coach. <laughs> he had uh, no man. Okay, well he's gonna get in as a coach, like Bill Belichick. Yeah. yeah. My, but you know my 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 that for me, Jesus, that sound like Johnny Gill. My 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 my. <laughs> but for me, he's only been good when Tom was around. Tom went to Tampa Bay and won another one. Sure, Bill Walsh is only good with Joe Montana. Look. You have to be at the crossroads of a lot of things to be great. You gotta have the right coach. You gotta you gotta have the right players. You gotta have the right plays. You have to be and, at the edge and, of 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 innovation when it comes Andy to Andy Reid had Don McNabb, and then he <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes, he Patrick and he threw in a little Terrell Owens in there. Yeah, you know I mean, like Bill Walsh had Joe Montana and and Jerry Rice and John Taylor. Like you gotta have all of that married together to be great. Bill Belichick happened. To be out of the three links that you need, he was just the weakest one. But it was a weak what a weak link, and Duke is about to win yeah. this game. This Duke <laughs> quarterback ain't no slouch. He's kicking that he is he gonna trick y'all. He gonna trick y'all for sure. He gonna but, trick somebody into buying that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, that's my thing. That's my only thing with them is Belichick. But yeah. Fire Mac Jones. Y'all still don't really have an offense that's impressive. You're Wide receiver one, I guess, is Juju, who's who has historically been a top, who's been a two, and I think at this age he's probably a three. Yeah, set all this on fire. <laughs> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the football segment uh, through hook or crook. We got here. <laughs> uh, we got a couple things to talk about in basketball, and then we're gonna wrap it up, y'all. Stay tuned. We'll be back in about thirty seconds. Noah, you got anything? Drink responsibility. College football is back. Dabo. I'm going to be looking for a new job. (laughs) Y'all be safe. We'll be right back. Closing time. back ladies and gentlemen with our final segment of episode 118 of the splash cast our basketball segment where we're really just here to laugh um we want to start norwood so america lost to lithuania in fiba uh after we just had that whole noah lyles into oh we never we weren't here for that so noah lyles said the nba champion is not the nba champion of the world they're nba champions of the national basketball association <laughs> a lot of people clack back at that how you feel about that that's stupid. Why? Stupid thing. I don't. I don't. Because we all know that the NBA championship is the most 
important trophy that you can win in basketball. Until proven otherwise, I need you to do what they call shut the hell up, my friend. Um, I'm not going to go into debate about that because of logic, reasoning, and common sense. Call it what you will. Call it what you want. I don't care. Um. <laughs> Duke just upset Clemson. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Welcome to the Splashcast. Like, follow, subscribe. We are the realest podcast in the world. And Duke has gone from beating Clemson so to beating the shit out. Yeah, they tried to embarrass now, If you go back and you listen to the conference preview that we did, I specifically said, is Dabo's time up? They do the white people you. doing the Bull City. That is funny for all the people from Durham. <laughs> all the black people from Durham. He is yeah. This is embarrassing. They might you might get fly. Hey, you might get the old fired on the tarmac. <laughs> oh, don't come back, bro. This is it is Duke. Let's be real. Okay. Duke sucks at football. Nobody's ever respected a Duke football team ever and Clemson. They are running up the score on you. And it's not that they're just running up the score. They're doing this surgically. This quarterback looks like a world beater. This offensive line is getting out in front of your defensive line, which has notoriously been very, very good and manhandling them. This Y'all look def- – number six looks defeated. You're running like this. <laughs> This is Lord, 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 Lord. Back to basketball. I typically say the rave like for the Braves, they raving on you. So the United States. Hey, let me tell you, they had Monday off, Tuesday is off too. Tomorrow's going to be lit on campus. Um, United States lost to Lithuania in uh, FIBA, so they only can lose. They can't lose anymore. In order to win a medal, uh, Anthony Edwards led the team with 25 points on 25 shots. 30. Uh, 35 30. points on 25 shots. But Steve Kerr built that team on European style. And then you ran into a team that in Lithuania that's not European style. You have no rebounding. And they just out-rebounded you to death and beat FIBA and beat the United States. I, I told y'all that I'm a firm believer. I think John Collins should have been on this team. I think he would have been a perfect guy for this team. Um, you get washed on the boards. I think your leading rebound to have four rebounds. Four. Figure it out. Now, Walker Kessler, you got to man up, bro. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out fast. Jaron Jackson Jr., you got to figure it out and figure it out fast. Now, I also think Evan Mobley should have been on this team for this very reason. Uh, but, yeah, the guys who are there, y'all got it. Now and it's tough because the Lithuanians are adults. That is the one really thirty-three year old. It's funny that one of them, the dude that that was like the MVP, played on Lamelo's Lithuania team in high school when he was in. I don't know what high school age. I guess. Yes. Yes. Definitely (laughs) high school age because he was not in anybody's Lithuanian high school. But (laughs) that's the thing about playing adults, and this is the reason I think that Luka Doncic is a really good basketball player. Is you play against adults long enough. You have to figure out how to play adult basketball. That that shooting and running back is all well and good until you have to like stop somebody and box out. And 
all of them dudes are, like you said, early to mid-30s. They play with elbows and they play aggressively. <laughs> all of that. All the rest of that ain't going to cut it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that they should be able to still get it done. They probably needed this reality check anyway. Um, cut the shit and win the game. Can we get to Kevin Durant? Nope. We're going to get to Ben Simmons saying the version that he is now is – uh, playing against myself from last season, I would kill him. So Ben Simmons says that he's been in the gym. And he also said, I'm going to add to this, he said if he were to get traded or cut from the from uh, the Nets, the only place he would go would be back to Philly. Ben. They will not have you in Philly, Benjamin. They won't. No, you cannot shoot. And Ben is like now getting into the John Morant category for me. Annoying? Just shut up and play basketball. Yes. Ah, John that's, Morant that's a tough, has that's a tough phrase to lose. With use. Oh, that's a fumble. Is it a fumble? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Duke is embarrassing Clemson right uh-huh. now. <laughs> yeah. But Ben, stop stop talking. Stop giving people sound bites because you think you're I I assume that you think that you're giving people like legitimate sound bites. You're giving people jokes. Yeah, we Ben, you're in the slab, man. You. You're in the slab, bro. You gotta stay low and build. You can't really come out here and say what you're gonna do. Because for th- two years you said what you was gonna do, and you had an imaginary back impingement, and then you had that you didn't want to play in Philly because Trey Young almost dunked on you, and all of this other stuff. And now you tell them what you're gonna be. A woulda, coulda, shoulda person is nothing but annoying. Don't be that guy. The version I am now, if I was playing against myself from last season, I will kill him. We will all kill him because he never got on the floor. He never played. He never played. Hey, so Let you said he's you how imbi- easy it is to get buckets against a guy who doesn't play basketball. <laughs> I can I can shadow box all day. I can beat the shit out of my shadow <laughs> all day long. <laughs> Ain't nobody you can there. Tell us nothing, Muhammad bro. Ali. <laughs> uh, but you said he's an embarrassment. Speaking of embarrassment, or is this an embarrassment? I don't know. This is this may be. I think this is the new generation. We sound like some old Freaking. uncles, but it is what it is. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has been spending time with Cat Leah. She's a pawn, <laughs> porn star. Cat Leah. Uh, he was seen braiding her hair. And Mario. <sighs> I didn't know that graphic was there. Uh, uh, they said Zion and DeAndre Ayton are, are bagging porn stars together like Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you're young. You got money. Do what you do, bro. It is what it is. Turnover on downs. Yeah. Situational awareness, bro. There's no need. There's no need for you to say it. That's my thing. I don't care too much what you really do or don't do. You have to be to a certain degree understanding of the other situations that have gone around. They already said that you're a quitter, you know, Monty Williams situation. And now you're doing this. Like sometimes you just don't need to bring everything to your front door. This is something at your front door that's unneeded. Um, you you know that you're kind of on a shaky situation with the team. They're keeping you around because of your ability, but at the same time, could be you could be moved. Um, nah, he's not gonna be moved. The they moved the coach. They're not gonna move him. 
I I don't think that those two things are synonymous. And Duke is bullying these guys. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I think that they could still move him. I think that they would probably like to clear the books of his contract, which they probably think that they're overpaying. If they could get two guys, I I would take Clint and and Hunter for him in a heartbeat. Give me two guys for what he costs. Yeah. So yeah, he's still movable. Um, yeah, this is poor timing. You should learn from Zion and shut up. <laughs> but don't or don't. I don't care what you do. I laugh. We'll we'll look at the wreckage. Yeah, so it came out that Jalen Brown is playing in the Big Three All-Star game. Uh, Jalen Brown has signed the richest contract in NBA history. He also said he's trying to build Black Wall Street uh, in Boston. Uh, He has now went and played in the Big Three All-Star game, which is a big deal because if you remember, we talked about Ice Cube uh, saying that the NBA is trying to freeze him out. Yeah, so for him to get a legitimate player is a big deal. And Ice Cube comes out and says Jalen Brown is his hero. He's making a humongous statement by being the first current NBA player to play in a big three game. Uh, salute forever grateful. Shout out to Jalen, man. He's, fan- he's back in the This is up. a fantastic move for Ice Cube. This is a big move for Jalen Brown. I don't. I think that due to the fact that Jalen Brown is going to still like be a wild card, it's not going to get the same amount of love and appreciation as it probably should. But I'm happy for it. I hope it. I hope it influences other NBA players to support the big three, and hopefully the NBA will stop whatever situation they got and let the big big three flourish. They're not trying to take any of your, um, any of your views, any of your players, any of that. They are two different leagues. I think that they should be able to flourish in unison. And congratulations. I know that's a big move for Q. He works hard on trying to grow the league. Yeah, man. You saw, uh, we were talking about FIBA earlier. You saw Dennis Schroeder get into it with his coach, told him, don't touch me. <laughs> After his coach told him to sit down. No, he said, touch me again. It's going to be a problem. And, and I'm not totally against that. You can't be great. Like, that, that guy is a, he's an NBA veteran. Let's be very clear about this. He's had a long, successful NBA career. You can't just walk up to him and put your hands on my sit down, bro. Nah, don't touch me. Yeah, you can ask me to sit down, but you, yeah. no, nah, you manhandling me. And then once again, you know, it's optics and stuff like that. You grab the black player and not the white player. It's going to look away. It is. It is. It is. Well, <laughs> you just can't do that. If you go, if you're going to grab, if you're going to do that, then you need to grab both players and say, Hey, y'all sit down. They're going to storm this field and yeah, do boy. Ladies and, and gentlemen, you, nobody going to, and nobody going to class tomorrow. That's we have come there. to the end of episode 118 of the Splash Cast, where Duke has upset Clemson 28 to 7. And the, and we covered HBCU news around the culture, NCAA football, where Utah beat Florida, Colorado, and Prime get their signature win, uh, as well as Florida State is back. Uh, Norwood, if you didn't miss anything, take us out. They are storming this field. I'm talking about they finna take. Oh no no no! The security around them goalposts. They not letting them go down. Um, hey, y'all got a minute? Do a <laughs> couple say, hey. for me. Like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Tell tell somebody else about the podcast. We are super excited to be back. We had to take a little bit of break for uh, work. We had to take a little bit of break for uh, a little vacation, but we are back. We're revitalized. Uh, also, if you know anything about Florida, fire my coach. Fire Billy, Billy Napier. I'm ready for him to go home. I'm I'm ready to start looking for a new coach. 
Uh, hopefully that'll be Cliff Kingsbury. We can get to at least finding us a new top tier quarterback and building the program of Florida that we need. Um, outside of that, more black baseball. Shout out to Vines. Um, his first win as the Atlanta Brave. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm petty, Nessa. <laughs> number one, number one, number one. More black baseball. More black beaches. Number two, more black cowboys. More black cowgirls. And then number three, it is almost that time. We're getting closer and closer to homecoming season. So, of course, it's the person uh, you know if you went to an HBCU. Uh, please send money over there. Historical Black College and University that you attended, your cousin attended, your auntie attended, your uncle attended. Send some money over there. The Historical Black College and University in your neighborhood. The ones you go to for homecoming, step shows, or just to be around your people. Send some money over there. And they're also the greatest learning institution in all of the world. The Hampton University. Send some money there. We only ask for $18.68. On behalf of the year that Hampton was founded. Um, Yeah, you're right, Nessa. Reggie is petty, and he's an awful human. <laughs> uh, outside of that, thank you guys for rocking with us. It felt great to be back in the seat today. Um, we look forward to talking to y'all next Monday, doing it raw once again. We will see y'all on Saturday as we begin to pick games. Outside of that, adios, mi amigos. Always remember to keep it P. And until next time, arrivederci and adios. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a slash cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday morning live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com. And of course, via Instagram at the Splashcast. Broke shit, sell like a nigga just got corona. We get the racks in, bags in, then we gon' ship it to Arizona. I'm getting cash, bitch, nasty. She let me do anything I wanna. My bitch nasty, nasty. She let me do anything I wanna. I miss the old days, VZ. Me and Jay right there up on the corner. I'm on the E-way, freeway. Filling my lungs up with marijuana. When I'm in public, I just go by DJ. All this fame shit, lame shit. Sometimes I wanna go back to the old me, but I'm still on the same shit. I wouldn't change shit. Living with kids and KJ, I'm missing it. I had to make it out. I love being home, just felt like it was something missing. Tired of the same hoes, lame hoes. Really just need to see something different. I'm in the H hole, two hoes. Giving me brandy, that's something different. I got a man hole, side bitch. No one I met, she just suck it different. I need a real ride or die, bitch. I need somebody to show me different. It seems like I'm stuck and I can't find my way out. The only outcome that matters is it come with a pill. And we still in that rain drop, feeling more sane. I'm insane, bitch. Cocaine, white diamonds on a black chain.